Let me just introduce you to the saddest sound in music history. It's the sound of a backup bass player practicing a song by a band famous for not having a bass player and singing the harmony by himself at a time when the entire music industry is in shutdown with no gigs on the horizon. Sad or pathetic? Not sure. Maybe Polish Club themselves are faring better. About a month ago, they did an acoustic Instagram live feed that I happened to capture. Well, not sad or pathetic, but it's a far cry from their original 2020 plans of doing 100 live shows in a year. It's been six months to the day, I think, um, since the final episode of Polish Club's Sophomore Slump came out. That's a song. Yeah. What a song, man. No, as in, like, it's just literally, I wasn't trying what to be like, well, that's a song, but bro, that's a song. Oh, man. That's one hell of a song, bro, man. And there was going to be a second season this year, which is going to take a different angle. One that documented the process of the band exploring rock music or its history or something. We hadn't quite figured it out yet. But if we're going to learn anything from rock music at all, we needed to veer away from bands with only one or two albums. So for our first interview, I pulled out all the stops. My name's Tom Hogan, and this is a bonus episode of Polish Clubs. Hey, hey, uh, actually, I got a, oh, um, oh, here we go. I got a theme song for Rob. Okay, go ahead. Really? Rob, Rob, I used the snare, your name is a snare. As a gated sampled snare? Rob. I'll give you 20 seconds to decide if you want to leave or not. Right before shutdown, I got in touch with Rob Hurst, drummer and songwriter from Midnight Oil, The Backsliders, and... Okay, look, to start off, we just asked what projects he'd been up to lately. So this is just from this year alone. But, but you did, like, four things. Like, did you, like, record... How many things did you do last year? It was, like, heaps of, heaps of shit, right? Busiest man in well, Sydney. Yeah, they're, and they're all coming out now. So oh, right. So my, um, my EP with uh, Sean Sennett, mm-hmm. uh, called uh, Driver Reviver, Right. <laughs> it's just come out, which is um, which is great fun. I just go to Brisbane and um, and we just record first takes of this kind of garagey pop kind of stuff. My long lost daughter Jay is coming from uh, Tennessee, and oh, uh, cool. we're talking up an album that we've made together, our first album. Oh, cool! It's called the uh, the Lost and the Found, and um, she's got an amazing voice, mm. which compensates for my asthmatic bleat. <laughs> <laughs> I mix myself the the way back. You sound like no, you sound like Neil Young in the uh, on that. I heard that song that was nom- was nominated. The truth walks slowly. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. You sound like oh, Neil Young. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is that a compliment? Yeah, absolutely yeah, a compliment. Yeah, yeah, huge fan. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish. And then there are two Midnight All albums as well. I can I can actually announce for the hey. first time. Oh, 
coming out. Far We're out. not sure how and Two when and, one and, and what order or whether they'll be together or separate. Is it or co- like a double album? Well, like, there's enough for a double album, but mm. um, double you, you'd have to be crazy, <laughs> wouldn't you? Like, you'd have to be Nick Cave or Radiohead or someone to put yeah, out a double still album. that still sucks. <laughs> I, I still yeah. can't think of a single double album that I reckon nah. would be better as a single album. Even the White Album kind of sucks as an album. Oh! <laughs> you uh, heard it here d- first. Dis- d- discuss. Hey, hey. <laughs> welcome back hey. to Hot Takes. <laughs> so that's why we wanted to get you in here. So what do you think? So the Beatles, yay or nay? But you know, as an album, like it just, like as an album, like uh, it's just a mess, really. But like individual songs is like. Well, the band was at each other's throats. That's yeah, why it's yeah, a mess. Yeah. But you know, in that as well, you pick out the gems and yeah, yeah. yeah. Rob, Rob, what's it like to be the best drummer ever? Oh, <laughs> well, well, I don't know because I, right. you know, I have my heroes, but they they keep changing. So when I grew up, um, you know, oh, this I, was, is, I was a Beatles. This is drum talk boy. from now on. If you're not interested <laughs> yeah, in drums, yeah, we've, we've moved to the I'm a big Ringo fan. From yeah, the, I've come around yeah, to him as well. Totally. Yeah, he's easy yeah. to hate, but then when you realise what he's, oh no, fantastic! Because yeah. I, I am. Um, uh, I went to see when I was about, must have been uh, five, six, seven, eight, eight or nine. I went to see A Hard Day's Night, the first Beatles, mm-hmm. and I couldn't hear anything because the girls were screaming in the. Yeah. But I didn't need and then to you see anything. It was you screaming? All I wanted to do. <laughs> I guess the girls. <laughs> I'm not really a screamer. But I didn't need to be because everyone else was. But the reason I went was I wanted to have a close look at how Ringo played because I wanted to have a look because because I had no teacher. Mm. Back when I was eight or nine, but very keen. You know, I had bar stools set up, you yeah. know, symbol and whatever. You, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever do that? Kind of yeah, like little pots and stuff. Yeah. So, so I really want to have a really close look at. So I'm completely corrupted by the way Ringo played that uh, that mini Ludwig kit that he always played oh, right. with the match grip and the sweeping the hat. I love the sweep, that, uh, yeah. Just totally. Um, in fact, you do that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You sweep the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah sorry, it's, it's a drama thing. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's such a vibe. It's such a good vibe. Great vibe. It feels good. Yeah, and then you can do the Ringo thing as well. You know, yeah. the, the perpetual happy drama thing. And um, okay, yeah. So anyway, um, that, but then, but then, of course, you, the more you go back in time and look at the real sensational drummers from yeah. the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, and I'm talking about people from people like. Um, Buddy uh, Chick Webb, oh. Baby Dodds from the 20s. Oh, they're, that they're early, up, right. Yeah, then up from really, yeah, traditional jazz players. Then up through um, Cooper and Rich, yeah. Joe Jones, mm. and then up through my Robin. heroes, which were then from, after Ringo, of course, um, Keith Moon, um, yeah. John, John Bonham, yeah. um, uh, Ginger Baker. They're yeah. all dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone I'm mentioning is dead. There must be some... They went pretty, those guys went pretty hard. They were right? they very went, hard. They went hard at it. Yeah. They were making it up. I saw that, a video of you um, uh, on the uh, interweb uh, talking about that, the drum kit that you're using for yeah. the backslide. Yeah, yeah. Just a bunch that's of... Pretty, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so it's, um, instead of a kick drum, it's uh, a marching drum, yeah. but tuned way down. Yeah. And with those legacy heads, which replicate old calf or yeah. pig skins, you know, which... Give you that kind of leave on helm from the band thud rather than any kind of ring, you know. My grand, my grandpa was a drummer in Poland, and like they were poor, and he used to like catch uh, stray dogs and make skins. Oh no! Oh no! Really? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Everything, every story about Poland is always incredibly sad. They fucking copped it, man. They copped it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they did it. They did their best. <laughs> They'll have a good day one day, I'm sure. 
And then the rest of that backsliders kit is made up of just kind of bits, bits of the falling yeah. out from underneath cars. And I love that little um, like layer of um, just metal. Those metal, strips, yeah. Yeah. Metal yeah. Strips. It's like an old, fell out from an old Peugeot 404. Oh, really? Picked it up off the street. And, and then as I've travelled around the world, I've picked up um, literally hot off the lathe uh, symbols in Istanbul oh, yeah. from the original company which became Zildjian yeah. and still make it in a medieval way. Actually arrived on the day that they were, um, they were, they were, they were, they had the ingots of um, superheated metal, copper and silver, and and they were that's so cool. And no work, health or safety. They're all just <laughs> yeah. dressed in stubbies and bare chested, <laughs> and there are bits of razor sharp hot metal flying around the <laughs> shed, and and I literally went. You know, I want that one, and I took I took about five or six of them home. Still, literally hot. You know, with the bells shaking them, and oh, they added a few rivets for me, and fantastic. They're all, they all seem related, all those. It seems like the same family, all it's those. Same family, yeah. That's all the same family. It is, yeah. Oh, my God. They're all, yeah, they're all symbol makers from like an ancient time in, yeah. in Ottoman history. It's a great That's story. It's such a, symbols are made, like, it's such a strange thing, a symbol. When you, when think, you just I look at things it. things of great beauty, aren't they? It's amazing symbol. how, yeah, it's amazing how you have all these, like, new drummers, like, with all these, like, triggers and everything on the, snares and everything but they still they still got to use that ancient like piece of metal thing to, they like, still use real symbols yeah. that's right yeah you can't replicate it so we're talking about a lot about drums today this is yeah well, I, was, I wasn't I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. kidding when i was like tune out if you don't know just sit in drums i i'm gonna cut the drum talk short uh just as a responsible editor here um just to keep it more inclusive but i will say they had a great nerdy drum chat and it was lovely to watch but then john had a really good question well, I was, I was kind of wondering what it's like to make rock albums that, like, really matter to people. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, like, if yeah. you, I think if you set out to do that, then you'd probably fall flat in your face. Yeah. But, but um, you know, um, with, our, with our band, Midnight Oil, um, you know, we, we have truly become, you know, the angry old men of, of Australian rock. And we wear that as a badge of honour mm. because, I mean, there's so much going on now which is just so shitful. Mm-hmm. And um, people keep coming up and going, oh, it's amazing, you know, the songs you wrote 25, 30, 40, 35 years ago, they're so relevant now. Mm. I think, yeah, really? You know, isn't that shocking that, that yeah, they are, yeah. you know, that we haven't moved on, that yeah. there's still, um, you know, massive problems in this country of inequality mm. between the indigenous people and the settlers, that there's still environmental disaster, the Murray-Darling uh, River system yeah. is on its knees. You know, um, you've got um, plastic pollution, microplastics in the ocean. You've got, um, you know, bushfires which have torn the place apart. You've got fossil fuel subsidies, you know, so we can't move on to renewables. Look, you know, don't get me started. So anyway, this anger that boils in our band inevitably comes out in the writing simply because that's what we're thinking about. We wake up in the morning going, you know, um, you know, with a he- with a head crowded full of mm. how great this country could be, yeah, still, and what a lost what lost opportunities. We're the land of lost opportunities. There's no doubt about it, and so it comes out. You know, in our in our little group, it comes out in the music, and there's a bunch of songs that will come out this year, uh, which you know I can't even really talk about now. But they are. You're I think I think you'll <laughs> I think you'll notice. You mentioned. Um, Best of Both Worlds before and a couple of other songs. I think they have as much 
anger and speed and you know martin and jim's guitars are just yeah. howling and pete screaming and it's like you know these guys are not going to go quietly off into the night yeah, yeah. and um i'm really you know um i'm really happy to be in a band that can still do that because sadly most of our contemporaries whether it be the mentals or the angels mm. or in excess or mm. so many you know that we do, were doing the circuit in the late 70s and the 80s when there were so many gigs to play mm. um you know, I'm playing for a variety of reasons now. So, you know, we're kind of, there's only yeah. a few of us left. And so it's almost like, you know, this is this is meant to be. This is our responsibility to put it out there. Were you, did you, were you guys political from from the get-go? Yeah, from the word go, yeah. Was there like a, was there a scene that, that was, was there like a punk and rock scene that was... Like yeah, we were. We, yeah, the English punk, not the right. American. We that kind of passed us by a bit. Our yeah. band, oh, right. but then um, yeah. you know, with the Pistols and the Clash, and um, and then into the into the stiff label catalog bands like Elvis Costello and oh, yeah. Um, yeah, XTC and those bands. We kind of picked up that whole English energy, and we were spending quite a bit of time in England back then, yeah. either making records or. You know, knocking on people's doors when in actual fact we should have been in Europe <laughs> as soon as we went across the French embraced us the yeah. Germans did northern Europe you know it's like why well, do we spend all that time eating bad food <laughs> you know and um, living on 15 quid in London we should have been in Paris we should have been anyway oh, we finally got there yeah that's kind of, that's kind of what one of my realizations with rock is um, like a lot of the rock that is kind of like everyone's like Ugh, um, like a bit on the nose, you know how people, like, you know, like Nickelback or that kind of thing. Yeah, that, but that's not—they're not a rock band. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, is it's 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 less it's less about what you what it's less about the things that you play in the chords or whatever, and more about the ethos. At, yeah, yeah, attitude and it, and like the like the danger and I don't know. And I guess it comes through with, with Minoil with the you being pissed off of the world and, and like political I just feel like stuff. a lot of that anger even in Australian music I can't think of a like contemporary band that's got the same kind of you know in your face activism and, and eloquent opinions I mean there's yeah, people, like, I, I feel like the anger in music a lot of it's gone to hip hop mm, and a lot of yeah, it yeah. It's, it's easier to uh, kind of articulate those ideas and the anger in a way mm. that connects to people nowadays it seems to be a lot more immediate for people in terms of hip-hop yeah, rather well, Br- than rock Br- and roll Briggsy and trials are a classic example you exactly know, you know it's really angry music they make yeah why do, why do you think rock bands are kind of scared generally to well um there are some i mean we were always being compared to either The Clash or U2 when we were coming up. Oh, yeah. We were neither, of course. We were our own yeah. kind of thing. But in terms of bands that, you know, kind of weren't afraid to wear our hearts on our sleeve and mm. put it out there and put on these, you know, sweat-drenched shows where Pete and I particularly were just completely naked yeah. and we'd have an oxygen tank backstage, <laughs> you know, to revive us. And it was like every show you was nail, played. You the nail last the show you'd ever play, you know. There mm. was that thing. <laughs> and then by the late... You remember by the late, um, then, then that kind of grunge, the shoegaze yeah. thing came in and it was very uncool to even display any emotion. You right, were just there yeah, yeah. looking at the floor and, you know, doing your thing. Well, that's fine. But that was a yeah. long way away from our band. Well, it sort of came yeah. up in that school after ACDC, which which was like, you, you know, you've, 
you you grab an audience by the throat yeah. and you play for somewhere between an hour and two hours and you don't let them go the entire time. You might put one slowish song in if you need to. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time, you know. What's the oil slowish? Uh, sorry? Do you even, I don't know. I don't, do the oils have a slowish song? The sexy song. Yeah, but even the slow songs like yeah. Armistice Day or, yeah, yeah. or Put Down That Weapon, they were still played really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that they were a bit slower. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was like, you know, and, and we used to write, this is the difference because we were playing 180 shows a year, 190 for the first five years because there were enough gigs in Australia yeah, and New Zealand like, to a- do that. You know, we developed this kind of really strong stage manner and yeah. um, an ability to work a, an mm. audience. And, you know, when you've got a lead singer like Pete, you know, it's like, wow. You know, yeah, yeah. People just can't take their eyes off him. So, you know, um, there was this live scene back there and the Angels were an example and... and um, Michael Hutchins was, you know, fantastic frontman for it, mm. and, um, and 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 even going back to Dragon and uh, Rose Tattoo, very strong bands, very very charismatic frontmen, yeah. and not a, and not afraid to entertain yeah. and to grab an audience by the throat and leave people absolutely drenched with sweat. Yeah. So that's the rock that we come from. It's not kind of half-assed, you know, Midwestern rock and roll bands that, you know, play yeah. electric guitars and call themselves a rock band. Now, this the, the rock that we come from was a matter of life and death. Mm. We were literally talking about this. This y- is the yesterday. conversation we were yeah, actually yeah, yeah. having yesterday. Yeah. The concept of entertainment and performance is—it feels like it's completely gone from a lot of local bands and probably bands around the world. It's people now often think it's just good enough to play the songs. Yeah, but they and haven't seen the Stooges, you know, play. Yeah. They haven't seen Iggy throw himself into the audience. And, yeah, you know, he's a million years old and, and half still crippled, but he'll still put on this incredible gig. I don't understand, like, how as an artist you can go out there, play his songs, stare at the ground, have no banter or anything whatsoever, nothing to say. And no danger in your life set whatsoever, and want to do that as a living multiple times. It's there's no point. In my opinion, there's no point. Well, I think it was a tyranny of cool. Cool came in, and it was just uncool yeah. to you know to to have this crazy yeah. stage act. I mean, there were some bands. Mm. You know, I mean, I saw Led Zeppelin when they came first to oh, yeah? Australia. I saw yeah. Credence. I saw the Stones come in that time. And, I'm you know, so into Credence. Set, set this level, set mm. this bar, you know. And as a kid growing up, you go, okay, I think we need to go back to the rehearsal room yeah. and practice our chops and, and get our songwriting together and learn to play our instruments better than anyone else yeah. and then reassess this. Because we saw... You know, that was the golden age of rock for the 60s and yeah. the early part of the 70s. The standard and now is like for kids in live music is a backing track, really. Yeah. Ba- backing yeah. track and, and so It's also <laughs> the idea that I don't want to be seen to be trying too hard. Yeah, that's that cool yeah. thing. Yeah. Which is yeah. insanity. Or any, insanity. Fo- like any yeah, stupid looking photos yeah. of me yeah. making a funny thing. See, I, you know, just if you don't mind me talking about your band for a minute, from what I, I mean, I haven't, oh. I haven't seen you live, but I think... I think that there's, and we mentioned this before, I think there's a blue circuit there, which mm. I'm on with the backsliders, mm. Um, mm. which, which you know, I mean, if, if you if you see some of the acts that Peter Noble brings out to, um, mm. to Blues Fest every year, yeah. you know, yeah, we'd love I mean, play. people in their 70s, 80s, some of the 90s, like the Blind Boys from Alabama, yeah, yeah, yeah. the shows that they put on, yeah. the entertainment background, mm. you would never have any doubt about throwing yourself into live performance 
you know, whatever you could do because that's what's expected. And because of your amazing voice and because of these songs, the strength of the songs, I think there's something there for you as well. That's all I'm saying. I might have said too much. I think we're just kind of lucky because we cultivated this space within like the Triple J uh, world where we automatically just look like we're, we're killing ourselves on stage because we're, I mean, tr- trying to kill ourselves on stage, essentially. And it, it, that idea of performance and just trying as hard as you can, doing it until you physically can't anymore, is, yeah. it's become a rare thing in that world. I don't know. I guess the fear for us is like we, we get seen as a band like where it becomes like yeah. contrived. Well, I guess at some point you have know. to make the transition because we were double j in the day back then before triple j even Hmm. we were kind of double j darlings we had our moment um and then in fact we did a when double j became triple j we did a couple of big gigs the goat island one the goat island one also Parramatta park there was a huge massive gig you know sponsored by that radio station and then but eventually you know you you can't you're not you're not going to be double j or triple j darlings forever oh we're in our 30s we're, we're on the road <laughs> yeah sure. we're so, out. <laughs> so you know at some point you've got to think okay so where do we go now we go to the festivals and yeah. which festivals do you go to well it's it's kind of yeah that's when you when you, when you mentioned when you played 180 gigs like that's so hard to do in australia now yeah, it's impossible and I, I, i'd love to do it but it just can't you just can't like, there's nothing like that that i mean that toughens a band up yeah and so people were going well, how come these aussie bands are so stage ready when yeah. they went overseas yeah. it's because we were just never off the road and the only time we weren't on the road we were in you know songwriting or in a studio i think yeah. that's why you see a lot of uh, up-and-coming bands now going to europe and doing those like back yeah. of the van shows where they play every day yeah and then here sometimes artists will have their big break overseas and then tag on to a support tour on the u.s and then the band finishes because they Physically can't do 50 shows in a row. No. There's a, there's a, a band called Parcels from Byron yeah. Bay that oh, we yeah. ran into overseas a couple of times. They live in Germany they, now, no? Yeah, they do. They're mm. in Germany because we did... Uh, Germany's very good for Midnight Oil. Mm. Always has been. They've been, mm. always been very loyal. And So we did a German, French and Swiss run uh, last year and Parcels were there and they said we basically left Australia because we could see ourselves kind of in diminishing circles. Yeah. So yeah. we just upped and left and we just started from scratch in Europe. That's so good. And They're awesome. Yeah. Really They're good. so yeah. good, yeah. That's a big fucking... That's a big punt though, isn't it? A it's a big punt and you've got to, you know, you've got to be committed but um, it does... It, it does seem to often pay dividends that that risk. Mm. The, difficult, the weird thing for us though is that we started this band when we were thirty, and we already had like stuff. 20, Twenty-seven. <laughs> was it? Twenty-seven. Yeah, I felt 30. I felt twenty-seven and twenty-eight. I for the fucking I felt record. 30. Yeah. <laughs> thirty. Jesus Christ. But I don't know, but it's just like you can't just. I can't. Uh, it's it's harder to up and leave the like, uh, like your place. The older you get, oh yeah, absolutely. You've yeah. got families and things, so yeah. I wish, I wish, like I, I was in a band that kind of had a bit no, of vibe I, I, when I was twenty, because I would have fucking just, I would have gone anywhere. Yeah, twenties is a very good time. Yeah, to, you know, gotta, yeah. just completely. I gotta get out of my mum's house. I gotta like <laughs> see the world. Now we're so far in, like all chips are on Australia now because we've got no support from overseas from our labels and no support from uh, our agents from yeah. overseas booking yeah, for anything we so we've, we got pretty much no listenership or fan base overseas for us to go over there just to see how it is it's gonna it costs us like 20 30 grand a pop every time yeah just that's right it's what, we, what happened to us we'd always go over 
and it would always cost twice as much as we expected. Mm. And we'd come back and we'd do a round of you know shows. But back then we could actually make recoup quite quickly because yeah. yeah. there was some, this amazing circuit. Yeah. And you know the pubs. I mean, Manly I think a lot, vale, I think a lot uh, of the hotel. kids think pubs were like the size of the Hopeton or whatever. But I'm talking about two thousand. Yeah, like that Manly Vale hotel. I was, yeah, I was listening to Manly Vale Chisel. and Sylvania and I was like, where the Brighton was, and where's the Manly Vale Hotel? And it was like, it's totally just oh yeah, apartments. Yeah, they've all gone. They've yeah. all gone. But they were beer halls, and you know, yeah, licensed for a few hundred, and they'd cram two thousand in. You know, there was no. That's it. Yeah, it was, you, it was before all the. Um, <laughs> like we bleep that out. But the, yeah, bleep that. You out. can't sorry. say. N- oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry, it's too, you can say cunt. But you can't it's say. It's 2020. N- yeah. <laughs> it's um. What I meant to say, Namby Pamby, is what I meant to say. <laughs> That's it's better. Be, it was before all the Namby Pamby, um, you know, licensing laws. laws yeah, yeah. Where, and uh, yeah, a bit of fire won't hurt. Won't hurt. Won't hurt. Yeah, if you. Yeah. The fire safety of that. Oh, and, yeah, and also what Lunig would call the bitch in the flats. Like one <laughs> one person could move in next door to a venue that oh, been going yeah. since the 40s. That's what and happened just to close the Hopeton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Which is back now without music. Oh, great. Yeah. That's why like, we love Everybody, the-, the Hopeton's coming back. There's not going to be any live music. But it's back. Yeah, that's we. I'm that's like, why we love the Hopeton. Shit. We didn't love the Hopeton for the music. It smelled like shit. It'd be nice to actually see that corner... It Fine, would be finally resurrected. Though. But yeah, sorry, it was fucking. It's done. done. Sydney's done. Forget it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, maybe you should go to Germany then. If that's the case. <laughs> you want to go to Germany? Yeah, I'll go to Germany. Okay. Come, come, Schatzin. It's. I mean, I'm old-fashioned enough to think still that the killer song performed and sung really well and produced. You know, so it just jumps out. Yeah. Well. Is still the the magic ingredient, yeah. and if we all knew how to write that song and do it, then we'd all be doing it, you know. And that's that's the mystery of it, and that's what, for me, is still the the most compelling part of the whole business. Is yeah. this incredible magic where something this, some combination yeah. of a lyric said well, yeah. and then put to a melody and a great beat and arranged in a certain way with a particular texture and and intent yeah. and then produced up and mixed really well and mastered and it comes out and knocks people's socks off mm. is still yeah. regardless of all the other stuff that's happened in the interim about delivery systems it can still work yeah. for you and, yeah. and I it's, still believe that it's almost totally random in a way it is, it is. and that's why it's, it's kind of, it is kind of thrilling hundreds of thousands of bands yeah, having yeah, this yeah. conversation around the world yeah that's why we're having another crack <laughs> 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 we shouldn't, shouldn't have got past that album oh man <laughs> All right, something up then, I guess. Uh, rock's still good. Uh, let's let's do We're it. We're gonna make a rock album. I mean, there's no two ways <laughs> yeah. about it. Well, we, yeah, we couldn't do anything else. But like, I, yeah. I mean, I re- I told John I'm like I really want to make it like a really angry album. Yeah. And I can't really reconcile how to get those feelings into uh, the soulful, bluesy, melodic, romantic no, they can, aesthetic we've cultivated ourselves. No, uh, they can ex- they can coexist. I mean, t- just off the top of my head, take. Um, you know Billy Holiday's version. Of, oh yeah, that's true. Of Strange Fruit. Yeah. yeah. You know the most the most gut wrenching song ever, mm. but beautifully delivered, mm. and just letting the lyric, you know, do work its magic. Yeah. I think I think beautiful melodies can actually coexist better with a powerful message than yeah. the opposite. If it's all just you mm. know, Slow beat down. you with a club. Yeah. In fact, Neil Finn's really good at that. If you yeah. actually listen to a lot of no, crowdy like a, stuff, it's very dark. Yeah. yeah. But he delivers it in a 
Paul McCartney-esque way, yeah. kind of way. Yeah. And you think, does he really say just that? You know, like I think that's actually – so no, I don't think they're – I don't think – Beautiful songs and powerful melodies that stick in your head become earworms. Um, can I mean I think they can coexist really well with yeah. powerful songs, as long as the songs clearly come from the right place. Yeah, you know, rather than oh, you know, why don't we try this angle or whatever? You know, if it's that's the issue. You you're pretty pissed off about things, but you never you. You've, it's the fear. It's the fear of, of of it not feeling genuine. I don't give a shit what other people think. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, every time I've done it, I'm like, I can't emote as much as I can if it's just like a much more uh, Person, interpersonal, yeah. introverted, introspective kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, just a stream of consciousness. Sure. Thing, you know, we'll, do it, we'll um, do it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, th- I guess the takeaway is just do it. Yeah, not, do don't try to do it. Yeah. Just do whatever yeah, yeah, it is. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like out. yeah, like it's it's not about it's it's kind of like sometimes taking like the path of least resistance is like the best. Totally, path but of. if I write another song with the word "baby" and I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> drive drive myself mad. <laughs> thank, thank you. I've really enjoyed this chat. Yeah. Thank I've got you one, so much for taking time. I got one more question though. Oh, you yeah. do real quick. Can I uh, can I have some uh, drum lessons? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, you don't fucking need them. No, I do. I've seen you play. You don't need them. Thank you so oh, much you know. for taking the time. Thank you very much, guys. I really enjoyed it. Thank oh, you. Man. Lovely. Yep. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Rob Hurst. Hi, you got me. <laughs> yes, I got you. This is great. Can you hear me? All fine. Yeah, clear. So I, I've just been editing our interview, but I realised that that happened at the start of March, just before things really turned to shit. So I just thought I'd check in again with the added perspective of events from the last couple of months. And the last time we talked, you said you had like two albums coming. And I'm just wondering if that's still going ahead and like what uh, what that's like at the moment for you. Yeah, that's right, Tom. Yeah, so um, like everyone in the biz, everything stopped immediately. Yeah. Um, we had plans to tour here and overseas. Well, to do some shows anyway, including Splendor, which was initially put back to October this year, 2020, and now put back till next year. Plus, there was there's actually a gig in Washington, uh, D.C. In, in the States, and wow. a couple of couple of shows in Brooklyn and in New York that had to go by the wayside as well. But um, yeah, so that that all changed. Backsliders as well. My blues band also. We're, we're going to play at uh, Blue Blue Mountains Blues Fest and some other gigs. They all went. So, yeah, like everyone, totally affected by it. Um, but uh, as far as Midnight All goes, yeah, we've, we've got those 20 songs, two albums, all the stuff's pretty much mixed. We're almost at the mastering stage now. We've got some of the artwork done. And, yeah, we're hoping to – we're trying to figure out how to get around this problem. We probably won't do one of the, you know, one of the online – Zoom style yeah. get togethers what bands have been doing. Yeah, they're really rough. The like problem. even as an audience member sometimes you're like sometimes they work and sometimes you're like, Oh man, it's just not quite the same. Yeah, well it is, it's hard. I mean some have done it better than others, but um we probably won't do that. So we're looking at an alternative at the moment mm. to try to um particularly for the first album, which I think I might have mentioned involved uh, First Nations musicians and singers yeah. who collaborated on this mini album with us. So we're hoping to get everyone together and maybe do a kind of a live version of that mini album, film it, um, record it really well, hopefully, and and for that to come out later this year. So we're kind of working towards that. 
Yeah, wow. Um, do you, who are the kind of collaborators that you're working on with that project, if you can sort of... Oh, look, I'm going to have to just... Uh, that's a surprise. Oh, because, beautiful. Oh, I like it. Well, that is some really, yeah, I mean, the, some of the really big names from the musical community here and around the country. We've been lucky enough to have come and sing and play with us, so... That's um yeah, that's a surprise. We're just down the track a bit. That seems um very sort of potent, especially after the last few weeks of protests and stuff as well. Obviously. Well, that's right. In, in some ways, you know, if the dreaded virus hadn't turned up, we probably would have had some of their songs out in the world uh, lifted yeah. from the from the um yeah, and it would have been very timely. But here's the thing, you know, I, this isn't this whole thing isn't going to go away. This question of uh, police brutality and race and our history and you know the Australian situation is not going to go away and so um you know although although a couple of the songs would have been perfect during this terrible time i think they'll i think they'll be uh, sadly um equally applicable you know down the track in a few months time when we finally get to release them yeah so, so did you get so are they collaborators as like songwriters as well so it's not just are they well pl- yeah they've added yeah. yes They've added they've added parts as, as as songwriters sometimes in language as well. Yeah, fantastic. fantastic! Oh, that's awesome! Oh, I can't wait for that to sort of um come through. Depending on what form that is, I suppose. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for the update. I, I literally just wanted to check in after like going through the interview, going like, "Yeah, I'm going to check what's on this," and it's like, "Oh man, you had so such big plans this year," and I just wanted to see how that was all going. So, thanks so much for taking yeah. the time. That's real. Thank you. Thank you for checking in. Yeah, the big plans are still there. Just push. Push back three or four months. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Good for a bit. All right, Tom. Good to chat, mate. Thanks. All right. Cheers, Rob. Bye for now, mate. Thanks, Rob. Bye. See ya. Bye. You have two new voice messages. Message one received Monday, July 22nd from John Henry, the drummer from the band Polish Club. All right, Tom. It's John Henry from the band Polish Club, who you did a podcast with. I think I uh, butt-bailed you. I didn't actually want to talk to you, so don't bother calling back. hope you're uh, going okay. Um, maybe I'll see you around sometime. See ya. Message 2 received Monday, July 22nd from Novak, the singer from the band Polish Club. Um, it's David Novak from the band the Polish Club. Just calling post pasta. I had a uh, fettuccine with some kangaroo. I'm trying to eat more sustainable meats when I have to eat meat. Um, it was delicious. Um, just calling to let you know. I don't know why I'm calling you. Just catching up. I hope you're well. I am well. Uh, we should catch up and talk about uh, life and love and what our hopes and dreams are, namely for, I don't know, maybe a podcast. Maybe I'll update you on what's going on with the band. We've been writing music. It's been a mixed bag. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I should feel you in, in person anyways. Um, I love you. I miss you. Uh, uh, and yeah, I will... Um, I'll talk to you soon. Uh... End of new messages. You have no more messages from Polish Club. Go back to playing bass lines. Goodbye.
that was a bonus episode of Polish Club's Sophomore Slump, produced by Tom Hogan. Huge thanks to Rob Hurst for that. You can visit midnightoil.com to keep in touch with the band's 2020 album plans. And be sure to check out Rob's other projects by visiting his website at robhurst.com.au, including The Lost and the Found, The Backsliders, and his collaboration with Sean Sennett. There are links in the show notes. And as always, keep listening to Polish Club, because they're good. Yeah. Yeah.